Every year, most of us come to this season of Advent with some measure of expectation in our hearts. Whether we're younger or older, uh, whether we have had experiences of Christmas in the past that made us sad or happy, whether we're going through a particularly easy time right now or a particularly hard time. All of us come to the season of Advent and find our hearts at least titillated slightly by the possibility that this will be a Christmas season full of fresh blessings. I don't know how you conceive of those blessings in your own life. I know that the children in the circle, I heard this at our earliest service, Look at the hope of wonderful Christmas presents to come. Boys and girls, how many of you are hoping for something special at the top of your Christmas list? I bet you are. Yeah, some of the moms and dads and grandparents, too. How many of you, I wonder, are, are praying that amidst all of the busyness, the chaos, the to-do lists of this season— there are going to be at least a few moments of peace and joy. Is there a mother here that feels that desire? There will be these moments when Christmas really feels, as the song says, merry and bright. That would be a blessing, wouldn't it? How many of you in the room are praying that you will shovel less snow than you did last year? Right. And maybe at the end of the season, we'll have fewer pounds to lose than last year. Perhaps some of you come to this season with the hope of finding new insight, new truth for living. Others with a desire for parking space grace. How many of you are longing for that? Or for the chance to come to the end of the month with something left in the bank account to cover all those Christmas bills. Everybody has their own way of defining Christmas blessings. Even Jesus does. Even Jesus has an understanding of the nature of blessedness that is especially important to take in at Christmas time. I had frankly not thought of it in quite those terms before. But as I began to ready myself for this Advent season, I began to wonder, how would Jesus define Christmas blessings? I mean, we've been looking over these past months. We're on a year-long journey studying the words of Jesus, the commandments of Jesus. So what would he want to say to us about the nature of those blessings. How does Jesus even define blessing in the first place? What does he tell us we should be hoping for in the way of blessings? Are these blessings that Jesus wants to give us even on our radar screen, even on the Christmas list at all for most of us? Is there anything we can do to increase the likelihood of actually being blessed in the way he knows we need most. That's what I want to be thinking about with you this Advent season. 
That's what we're going to be doing as we go through these weeks to come. We're going to look at the ancient story of Christmas. We're going to see those familiar characters of Mary and Joseph and the shepherds and the wise men. But we're going to look at them through an unfamiliar lens, at least a lens that we don't normally bring out at Christmas time. We're going to look at the ancient Christmas story through the lens of the Beatitudes, those teachings of Jesus about the nature and the pathway of blessedness. And I want to invite you to just read those verses with me for a moment, to open in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 5 or to watch on the screen here. And we're going to read them in what I call fill-in-the-blank fashion. I am going to read what Jesus says about blessedness, and you are going to read the last part of each of the sentences that defines the blessing. And let us therefore proclaim together the word of the Lord. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the pure in heart. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness. I want you to remember those words. I want you to try and take those words in, meditate on them through the season ahead. Because there are going to be many voices clamoring at you in these weeks to come. There will be voices within your own head based on your own past experience defining or claiming to define for you what blessings really look like. And many of the things that the culture and indeed even the voice of our own experience will tell us we ought to be seeking in the way of blessings are not all that bad. There's nothing wrong for hoping that Santa will be very good to us. There's nothing wrong with partaking in the holiday cheer supplied in so many places. There's nothing wrong with experiencing the gladness and the sparkle of this season. We don't need to be spiritual scrooges ranting against uh, Santa and all of the ways the culture does Christmas these days. But as followers of Jesus, as people that have known him, we must always keep before us the reality that there are blessings even bigger, even better than anything the culture will be peddling our way. And we find those blessings exemplified in the original cast of Christmas. And what I'm going to be inviting you to do with me in the weeks ahead is to think about the lessons God teaches us through what he did in them and through them. And I want to invite you and your loved ones to pursue these kinds of blessings this year. For example, yearn to be filled with God, to hunger and thirst for alignment with God as Mary was, and you will be filled. 
Secondly, pray for an inheritance like Joseph got. Thirdly, ask for a share in the kingdom of heaven as the shepherds received. And finally, seek to really see God as the wise men were able to. The good news I proclaim to you is that the God who first brought these blessings to those who first gathered around the manger scene long ago is not done bestowing the blessing. And he has these blessings, these very same blessings for you this Christmas, for me, for our loved ones, for our friends and our neighbors, if we will but come once more to Bethlehem and ask for what he alone is able to give us. Please pray with me. And now, Lord God, as we hear through the voice of your scriptures and the songs of this sacred season, the depth of our need and the height of your love, awaken in us an awareness of how blessed we are and may yet become as we walk the way to Bethlehem, the way of Jesus. For we pray in his holy name. Amen.